listening to Speaking with One Voice with Rodney Payne. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you'd like discussed on the show, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. You can also search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Now, here's your host, Rodney Payne. Hello, and welcome to Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. Thank you so much for joining us this holiday weekend as we celebrate our independence as a nation. I want to take time out, even on this special day, to thank our armed forces, everyone who served, our veterans, our active duty for your service in keeping America a free place to live. Thank you so much for uh, your service and sacrifice to us. Listen, I want to thank you guys for listening and for subscribing to our podcast. We continue to expand our audience and add value to leaders on a weekly basis, and it's all because of you. So keep liking, keep sharing, and we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me personally at... uh, Rodney R. Payne on all of our social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and now you guessed it, TikTok. So hang out with us there. Uh, send them some messages. And also, you can send us messages at uh, Rodney at R. Payne. I'm sorry, R. Payne at OneVoiceInc.org. R. Payne at OneVoiceInc.org. And certainly, if you'd like to know what we're doing and how we can serve you, Reach out to our website, RodneyRPayne.com, RodneyRPayne.com. Let's get started today. Uh, I want to just hop into a topic today. I hope to help you with your productivity and with closing the deal. Uh, One of the things that I've found out is that in the sales cycle, there are many opportunities for us to fail on our side that negatively impact our bottom line. So today I want to talk about the fruit of follow through the fruit of follow-through. When dealing with a, we'll call it a sales cycle, so from the beginning of the foundation of the sale to the close of the sale where you're actually making revenue, there are many steps that go into this process. Any and all of these steps can be derailed without effective follow-through. So I want to give you five stages in a sales cycle. Now, this won't be an exhaustive list of a sales cycle, but it will be five key areas that I've identified that will be apparent and be available in every sales process. And so we want to make sure that we take some time to deal with this and deal with it accordingly. So when you're going through the process of gaining new business, one of the biggest challenges for everyone in business is the very first step. If you're going to have a product or a service, you have to deliver that product or service to a consumer, to a client. And in order to do that, the first thing you need is going to be leads. You have to have leads. So how do we handle lead generation? See, the thing about lead generation is that if we don't get leads, we never initiate the sales cycle. We never get going. So we have to... uh, identify leads. And so when you think about this, a couple of questions that come to my mind are, how long does it take to produce a qualified lead list? How do I find my avatar? How do I find who I'm looking for? How do I get this lead list 
Um, you know, I've been in this uh, sales business for a long time. And so I go back to the phone book, if you can believe that. I go back to before there was internet involved, you pull the phone book out, you get the yellow pages and you begin to look for and identify people and you simply dial for dollars. I remember that. That's that's cold calling is what that's called. That that That's a lead list calling, trying to generate leads. But, but what I've found through my uh, years of experience is that nobody, and I mean nobody, enjoys cold calling. Cold calling is just kind of the worst of the worst. It's it's a numbers game. You have to make so many calls to get so many uh, people who are interested or even uh, get to move to the next level. But what I found is that if we don't focus and emphasize our sales cycle in that process of lead generation, we will always perform and have subpar numbers. We'll perform below level or have subpar numbers because we have to have leads in order to gain business. Um, lead generation, there are many sources, many ways that we do it, but it's important for us to understand that it's requisite. And what happens is if you wait until your sales funnel is empty, meaning you've closed everything you had in your pipeline to start generating leads, you will never have a pipeline sufficient to meet your desired goals. So the key is we have to work on lead generation all the time. Even when we're in a season of feast, we must work on our lead generation because if we don't, a famine is surely to come. So what I'm trying to tell you is if you don't work consistently at generating leads, uh, you, will, you won't win. You'll never get leads if you fail to follow through. You must make this a part of your process, not just going through the motions, but using research, statistical data, processes, understanding your avatar, understanding where they shop, uh, where you find them, how to collaborate with others. You want to make sure you're working on proper lead generation. Uh, secondly, is you have to have prospect identification. A lead is just somebody where a prospect, you know that now in this, this they're a prospect because I know exactly what I do meets what they need. Most people in a sales or a business development role are pretty good at selling to a qualified prospect list. But how do you identify prospects? It all begins with your lead generation. You have to have the right prospects in the pipeline to have a, a proper output or a desired outcome. And diversity in your pipeline is critical. You have to get the right stuff in your sales funnel. Let me tell you just a couple of things that will help you. Um, most of us have a, ver a variety of products and or services that come in at different price points. And at those various price points, there's different revenue targets that we are shooting for. Uh, in some cases, the larger the deal, the less margin you have in the deal, but the more revenue total you get because it's a larger deal. And so some people are, I call them elephant hunters. They want to go get that big deal. They want the biggest deal possible. And that's what they want to go after. Where I have some people who want the smallest deal because that sales cycle is shorter and it's easier. What you want to do when you identify prospects is you want to make sure that you develop three or four key buckets that identify three or four levels of clientele in within your product suite 
and you want to have a certain number of those uh, to meet the desired outcome. That's how you have proper prospect identification. So if it's something that closes quickly, I need more of those in my pipeline, but I don't need to count on those to get to the big number, but that will keep me eating, keep me regular. Then the medium-sized ones, they take a little bit longer to close, but not as long as the elephants. So when you begin to break down your pipeline and have the right prospects, meaning putting the right amount in your funnel so that it spits out the right things, because a large elephant, it's going to take a long time to close, but you need those. Elephants can make a year, uh, but you also need, if we were to use a baseball analogy, you need some base hits along the way. So that's where your small to medium ones come in. So if I've got a, a, enough small to medium ones and a few larger ones that we're always working and we're always developing leads to be, get them to be prospects so that they become a target. See, a prospect is a target. But what I'm trying to tell you on today is you never, you'll never identify the right prospects if you fail to follow through. What, what do you do with the data once you've uh, acquired it. When you learn how to get that right customer, when you know where they are, when you have closed a client at, at once before, at what point do you go back and try to ex expand your share of wallet with them? These things are critical. So step one, if you're going to really deal with this, the fruit of follow through, you got to have lead generation, an ongoing all the time situation. Once they're leads, we, because we're pursuing the right ones, now we want to identify prospects, those who those leads who have actually shown a bit of interest in the process. And so the goal is to take that prospect identification and now let's get a discovery meeting. Let, let's see if we can get with them to learn about them. So, so I, in your discovery meeting or your discovery process, if you call it that, the objective, if you hear nothing else I say today, listen to this. The objective in the discovery process is simply to do what's in the name, discover. It's not to sell. It's not to close a deal. It's not to highlight your products and or services. It's not to make uh, to, to see what, who, what you're all about or give your resume or your bio. It's truly to discover any and everything you can out about your prospect. That's what a discovery process meeting is. Deals are won or lost in the discovery stage, not in the sales cycle, not at the closing table, but you win or lose deals in the discovery process. So you want to be prepared within these discovery meetings and this discovery process to lead your prospect to identify the problem that you solve best. It, it, there's an art to this, and I, I may do another uh, episode just talking about discovery, but I want you to understand there's an art to this. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you do your research before you ever go into your client. Understand their business. When they're a prospect, and they, they've gone from lead to prospect. Now you get in there and you begin to research them. Find out who leads the company, what their company structure is, what their uh, who, who their key avatar is, what their revenue goals are, everything you can find out about them and how they might leverage your product or service. Once you do that, within the discovery process, you want to ask questions, not solve problems. You want to ask questions, not provide answers. You want to move from the sales side of the desk, go around the desk, uh, figuratively, of course, and sit on the other side of the desk with your prospect and let them tell you what hurts, where it hurts, 
why it hurts, what they don't like, what they object to. And so as you're doing this, you can then begin to formulate your strategy out of this discovery process to mitigate any objections they may have uh, by understanding what the prospect's real need or problem is. When you understand that, they will solve the problem for you by using your solution in the discovery meeting if you don't sell it to them in the discovery meeting. So if you want to make sure that you're winning, you have to really understand and dig deep into this discovery process. Understand this, you'll never get a discovery meeting with a prospect if you fail to follow through. Most people are not going to tell you yes with the first phone call, email, social media post, uh, text, or tweet. They're not going to give you a meeting based on one or two encounters. It usually takes three to ten points of contact to move a prospect, uh, a lead to a prospect and a prospect to where you actually get a meeting. It's going to take three to ten encounters for that to happen. Once that happens, then you can be, you can really work this thing, but you will never get a discovery meeting if you, you guessed it, fail to follow through. Listen, you're listening to Speaking With One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. This week, we are talking about the fruit of follow through, the fruit of follow through. We've talked about first, lead generation, secondly, prospect identification, and thirdly, the discovery process. Now, let's go to the fourth stage, and that is the proposal stage. I really tried to set you up for this in our last point about the discovery process. So in the proposal stage, what I like to say is in the proposal stage, what you want to do is represent to your prospect what you learned about them and their problem during the discovery process period. That's what you want to do. You want to present back whatever problem they identified. You want to present back to them whatever solution they said would work for them in the process. That's why the discovery meeting is so important. When you're in this place, you should be uh, doing a whole lot more writing and listing than you are talking so that you can represent to your prospect exactly what they said they wanted because you led the discussion and you asked open-ended leading questions that would get them into the same environment and circle as you as it relates to discussing what their real problem is. So uh, when you do this, your client simply can't say no because you answered everything they said. See, the, the proposal meeting is where uh, in this day and age, during the pandemic and during this new school of thought, we are emailing hands off. We're uh, doing, you can onboard yourself through click here, click here, click here, click here. Uh, I'm a believer that you leverage technology to its best advantage, but technology cannot replace what you do. So I'm going to always, whenever appropriate, ask for an opportunity to present uh, the program, the solution that I have to their problem. I'll do it in whatever time they give me, but I want to highlight the things that we talked about. I want to differentiate myself in the marketplace. So when I represent to them what they taught me about themselves and I present the solution that, that they said would work for them that we're able to offer, now I can speak to my advantages uh, for them uh, using my product, advantages, the benefits, and don't forget 
what the features, but focus on what are the benefits of you going this way. And remember, we're solving a problem that they've already identified for us. When you do this, your client can't say no unless you fail to follow through. Let me say that again. This process will work unless you fail to follow through. I have so much more I could add to that, but I want you to get it. And, and then the last step in the process is once you've gotten that proposal stage and you've been able to represent what you've learned in the discovery process, now it's time to close the deal. Now, this is so ironic. I find it really ironic that most business development or sales professionals, when it comes to closing business, uh, everyone wants to get the sale and go for the hunt and go for the kill and get the numbers, but no one likes to do paperwork. Come on now. We have to do the paperwork, the onboarding, the activation. The client has to engage in the services that we've agreed upon. Just getting a signature or getting a verbal commitment does not make you money. You have to follow through. If you don't follow through, the deal is not closed. It's so important that you make sure that you go through the process, uh, cover all the objections, talk about timelines, ramp ups, what it's going to look like in your proposal. You're going to tell them what it takes to get the deal done, what it takes for them to begin experiencing the, the benefits and advantages of your solution, what it takes to get this thing moving to the next level. You're going to discuss all of that in your proposal stage so that when it comes time to close the deal, we're delivering on those things. They're pointed, they're key, they're highlighted, they're put in a position where they're not just signing here, but they're excited because they are entering into a relationship. They're, they're closing a deal on a product that is going to transform their business and help them to meet their goals, and you delivered it. But this will not happen if you fail to follow through. You want the fruit of follow through, which is winning the deal and ultimately seeing the revenue show up on your bottom line. So I want to go through these one more time. Uh, if you're going to really benefit from the fruit of follow through, uh, you have to follow through on lead generation. That one of the most tedious processes of business development, but the most necessary. What is your customer acquisition cost? It starts with leads. Uh, secondly, those leads must be progressed to prospects. Prospects you've identified, you've targeted as those who you want. And you've got to make sure that you work with the lead generation. You have the right prospects in your pipeline. Diversity is critical. Make sure you have the right stuff. But they will never be the right prospects if you fail to follow through. We talked about the discovery process. I am a firm believer that deals are won or lost at the discovery stage. I, it's not the sales table. It's not the closing table. You won't get there if your discovery is not right. You want to make sure that you have a full understanding of what your client does well, what they need help with, and what problem you solve for them. When you solve the problem for them, increasing their bottom line, they will go with you. And in the proposal stage, you want to represent what you learned in the discovery deal. Now, close the deal. I gave you the process, paperwork, onboarding, act, uh, activation, and follow-through. Let me give you a couple of key steps in the closing the deal process that will keep your sales funnel full, that will allow you to experience the fruit revenue of follow-through. And that is, first of all, keep your client happy. 
Make sure you keep your client happy. Um, and then when you keep them happy, now you can ask them to do things like provide social proof to you that, that, that establishes for your clientele that this was how their experience went and now they're offering you reference material. They're letting you know, they're giving you an endorsement, they're signing off on your expertise. And when you do that, now you can also ask them for referrals. Why do I want referrals? Because referrals from a closed client, they basically skip the lead process and go straight to prospect because I've got an endorsement of someone that they know. And what happens when you do that? Your sales cycle starts all over again and you can reap the residual harvest of the fruit of follow through. Listen, I'm so excited to be with you. I'm Rodney Payne. I am your host, the coach right here on Speaking with One Voice. I thank you for taking time to let us add value to you this week. Now, listen, don't forget third Tuesday every month, 7 p.m., a free webinar. We want you in the room. Go to our social media platforms at Rodney R. Payne, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and TikTok. You go there, you're going to be able to Connect with us. Find out when these webinars are. Third Tuesdays, 7 p.m. They're completely free. You should have you and your entire team on, and you will grow. I guarantee you we're adding value to you each and every month, each and every week right here on Speaking With One Voice. Listen, I'm out of time for this week, but until next time, let's keep growing together. You've been listening to Speaking With One Voice. Please remember to follow Rodney Payne on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rodney R. Payne. We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback, so please feel free to leave us comments. And if you would, rate and subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate that as well. Don't forget to set up for notifications so you can get the latest updates and social media posts and get new podcasts when they're released. As always, use the hashtag speaking with one voice or simply SWOV on any of your social media posts. On behalf of Rodney Payne, thanks again for listening to Speaking with One Voice.